You're listening to the Running with the Herd podcast, powered by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. Interviews, commentary, and analysis from Marshall coaches, players, and insiders. And now, the Running with the Herd podcast. Herd to the line, down by three, seven seconds left, third and goal from the one. Offset eye formation, Chapman the running back, Pennington takes, he drops back, he throws for the end zone. It's caught, it's caught, it's caught for the touchdown, touchdown thundering Herd, touchdown, touchdown Marshall, the Herd takes the lead. Eric Pinkerton makes the catch of his life. Aaron Coleman here in the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network, here with a very special guest here on the podcast commemorating a great anniversary in Marshall football history. 20 years since the MAC championship victory against Western Michigan University and the quarterback of that team, one of the greatest Marshall quarterbacks of all time here, Chad Pennington, here in the podcast. Chad, welcome, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, first of all, 20 years since you got the uh, MAC championship against Western Michigan undefeated that season, one of the best in Marshall history. What stands out most to you about that team in that era of Marshall football? Well, uh, as far as an era is concerned, uh, when you look at from 1990 to 2004, uh, Marshall was the winningest football program in all of college football. And that, Certainly, to be a part of that is something that I'm very proud of and, and uh, was just a special time in Marshall's history. And from a player's perspective during that time, I just think there was a special bond uh, between players and coaches. There was a special bond between uh, the team and the university and then in the tri-state area as well. And uh, it was one of the greatest times of my life, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, take us through that game-winning drive back then. What went on? Uh, what did Coach Pruitt tell you before that drive? And uh, what did you say to the guys as you were getting ready to take the field for that final drive to go ahead and uh, get that uh, game-winning touchdown? Well, to give you some context, we had beaten uh, Western Michigan earlier in the season. And so uh, we were sitting there at 11-0 and going into the MAC championship, having to beat a team twice is certainly very difficult. A very good Western Michigan team. Tim Lester, now the court, uh, now the head coach at the at Western Michigan, is uh, was the quarterback at the time. They had a really good team. We had a tough matchup earlier in the year, and so uh, Western Michigan had actually jumped out on us twenty to zero at halftime. Uh, we went and made some halftime adjustments. Thought we made the correct adjustments, but they continued to pour it on us, and it was uh, twenty-three to zero with eight minutes left. And so it was one of those uh, games that was a roller coaster ride of emotions. We were able to, to grab the lead twenty-seven to twenty-three in the fourth quarter, but they took it back from us. And so going into that last drive, there really wasn't much to be said. I just remember looking into the eyes of my teammates, and we all knew it was time to put something special together and, and uh, try to do this thing together. And to be able to do that in front of our home crowd in Huntington and to be able to cap off an undefeated regular season was really special. And to throw the football to Eric Pinkerton on the four, uh, I think it was the four-yard line maybe, uh, with seven seconds left, a guy who uh, came in with us with the class of '99. We came. We uh, there was about 20 of us that came in together, and we all had redshirted in 1995. And he had actually played linebacker for four years, and then moved to fullback because we needed a fullback his senior year. And for him to be the guy to make the game-winning catch 
on that drive and that situation was really, really sweet. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. I remember uh, being a kid watching that game, and I was uh, – I remember uh, the excitement that that day at the Coleman household. It was it was really special. Uh, fast forward to present day here. Uh, you are now coaching in uh, high school. Uh, what have you? What lessons have you learned from playing or from uh, the coaches that you had at Marshall? And how do you apply that in your coaching style today? Well, that's a great question. We were really fortunate uh, the five years I was there to have some great coaches and being a mid major. With that much success, you see coaches come and go because we were kind of a stepping stone. But head coach Bob Pruitt did a great job of always bringing in uh, really good coaches, regardless if ones were moving on. We never had a lack in coaching ability or depth. And so uh, I was really fortunate to be under a guy like Bob Pruitt, who the first thing that he taught us as players and for our program is that you can never be a victim of the word no. And so I tried to apply that here at Sayers School in Lexington, Kentucky, where we're trying to uh, restart a program that's been dormant for 43 years. And there's a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges, and I always try to remind our parents, our coaches, and our players to not be a victim of the word no, uh, to always look ahead, look forward, be positive about what we're trying to get accomplished, and don't let anything keep us from that ultimate goal of of establishing a program. And then secondly, I just always remember his mindset. He always had a winning mindset and a winning mentality, and he believed in our preparation, which made us believe in our preparation. And no matter who we were facing, we always felt like we were going to win the football game. And we never felt like there was a, you know, an obstacle or a challenge that we couldn't overcome. And so those two things I really try to implement in our program. For sure, definitely. And one more uh, real quick one on the uh, 1999 team. There were a lot of guys on that team that went on to play at the next level. Guys like Doug Chapman, who will be interviewed for the second half of this podcast, and many others. What was it like working with Doug, um, not only uh, on the practice field, but uh, on the game field, and just like having him in the locker room and just, you know, being around him? Well, Doug was my roommate on the road, so we've got plenty of stories that we can share. Um, you got a good but, one for me? Uh, <laughs> well, one time I stole his toothbrush and used it because I forgot mine, or vice versa. I can't remember. You'll have to ask him, but okay. we always get each other about <laughs> about the toothbrush story. Um, but, uh, you know, what was great about Doug and the rest of my teammates is that we all came from very different backgrounds, very different circumstances, but we were there to accomplish one goal together. And we believed in that greater purpose and that greater goal that was bigger than us as individuals. And so the relationships that I have even to this day with that group of men is really special to me uh, because we were able to accomplish so much together. And even to this day, we're great friends, and uh, we rely upon each other. We talk to each other about certain things. And so it's just a special bond and relationship and friendship that I have with Doug, as well as my other teammates there uh, who we played together with. It, it's just it's something that uh, you, you always remember the wins and things you accomplished, but most importantly, you really re- uh, value the relationship piece of it. And, and Doug is, is one of those guys that I, re- I value my relationship with him. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously, you've given a lot back to Marshall. I mean, the Hall of Fame, uh, the Athletic Hall of Fame is named after you. You've uh, given a lot back. Just talk a little bit about the university, what it means to you and your family. Well, it's really easy to get caught up into the facilities and the buildings and things like that. But, uh, you know, the university to me is about relationships and it's about the people. And the people uh, during that time I was there at Marshall, uh, they were the ones that made my experience special. They are the ones that invested in me and spent time with me to help uh, show me uh, what it meant to be a young man and how to be successful. And so that's what I always remember, regardless of the great things we may accomplish through facilities or whatever. It's always about the people, whether it be about your professors, coaches, your teammates, or just supporters of the university. And I will forever be indebted uh, to those people uh, for what they did for me during that time and what they've done for me uh, moving forward. For sure. And uh, this year's team, um, not pretty pretty solid i mean they were eight and four uh, heading into uh, the bowl season we'll find out our bowl fate here pretty soon uh what are your thoughts currently on the uh, current team uh coach holiday what he's done there and uh how he's done with the program well i think there was no question that uh since day one uh, when coach holiday came in um roughly 10 years ago uh he has been able to stabilize our program and I think when you look at our program right now, um, we know that we're a program that's going to win eight to nine ball games a year, be very competitive within Conference USA. Uh, my hope moving forward is that we now become a championship-style program and a championship-level program where we are competing for the conference championship year in and year out, and we're one of those uh, non-Power 5 schools, one of those group of five schools that they talk about getting in the New Year's Six-Day Bowl. I think that's the next step, and mm-hmm. that's what needs to happen. That's what I would like to see happen. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of fans feel the same way, Chad. Uh, what do you think uh, What do you think is going to be the uh, formula to try to achieve that success, in your opinion? Well, it certainly starts with coaches and players and making sure we have the best coaches possible on our staff and the best players possible on our staff. It then goes to how we are developing our players and making sure that when they come into Marshall as freshmen, uh, they're at a certain level, but when they leave Marshall as seniors, they're at an even uh, higher level, both as a player and as a student-athlete. Um, you know, I think it, it also comes down to our relationship between the program and its players and coaches with the community and the university. That's something that I always cherished. Uh, we were sons of the community uh, when I played, and people took a personal interest uh, in us as individuals and our team, and I, I think that's why we were able to take 14,000 to South Carolina and 16,000 to Clemson and travel so well to our bowl games was because of that personal relationship. And so, you know, a few of those things I've just mentioned, I think, are keys to long-term success and also championship-level success. Chad Pennington, our guest here in the Running with the Herd podcast. Chad, thank you very much for joining us here today. We certainly appreciate it. We appreciate your time uh, recapping the 20th anniversary of the 1999 MAC championship win over Western Michigan. Thanks very much, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch up again soon. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Go hurt. Aaron Coleman here in the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. And we're here checking out the 20th anniversary of the 1999 MAC Championship, Marshall defeating Western Michigan University. And a big part of that team, big part of the Herd history, was none other than former running back Doug Chapman. Doug, well, welcome to the podcast, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. A lot of great memories playing on the undefeated 1999 MAC Championship team. What stood out to you about that season and that time to you? I think it was, uh, you know, a lot of, of what really stood out was that year uh, was the, the culmination, I'd say, of a, of a four-year process <clears throat> for a lot of us that came in together and played as redshirt freshmen or as true freshmen in 1996 and went undefeated that year as well. It was, uh, it was a special year, 99 was, because, you know, we'd been together for four years, a lot of us. Uh, we came in out of high school together. We knew that was our last year uh, playing football together as a unit. So we went in, you know, as, and, and felt like it was a very special year. It could be a special year. Uh, we started off beating Clemson that year down at Death Valley. And we just wanted to make sure that we left our mark on Huntington and on that program as, as, and people would remember us as hopefully one of the best uh, teams to come through there. Yeah, absolutely. I interviewed uh, your buddy Chad Pennington for this podcast in, in the part one of it, and he said that you guys were roommates on the road and you guys have great stories, including the toothbrush story. He talked a little bit about that. Uh, do you remember anything about that at all? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, I, I'll just leave it like this. You know, with Chad's my brother, so you know, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, sometimes you know when you're on the road and you're, you know, you're sharing a room. Sometimes you mistake someone else's toothbrush is yours. You use it, you know, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe four or five times. You know, you mistake <laughs> it. So, you know, uh, you know, things things happen. But uh, yeah, I love Chad like a, like a brother. We speak often. Uh, we talk about that story. We have a little laugh about it, but. You know, that just shows the type of team we had, man. It was uh, I, I, I had a chance to see a lot of those guys in Charlotte uh, last weekend at the uh, Marshall and, and, and UNC Charlotte game. And just, uh, it's just a special bond. I mean, it's a very, we're, we don't consider ourselves just teammates or guys that just play together. We really do see ourselves as brothers. It's, you know, Chad and I came in together out of high school. I look at him like family. I look at his family like family and vice versa. And so we were just a very, very uh, – we were a very close team, and I'm, I was blessed to be able to be a part of that 99 squad. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it was a back-and-forth affair on that day 20 years ago, December 3rd, 1999. And given the leader that Chad was, did you have any doubt in your mind that you were going to win that game? No, we, we honestly never did. And, you know, I, we, when we get together and, and everyone talks about it, you know, both on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, I don't think there was ever a doubt by, uh, by anybody on that roster, especially, like I said, those guys that have been playing together for three or four years, that we were going to get it done in the second half. And I remember at halftime, uh, you know, Coach Pruitt, as, you know, as we deserve, you know, he was chewing us out. We didn't play well in the first half. We deserved to be talked to the way he talked to us at halftime, but there was no panic amongst the players. There was, And there really was no panic in Coach Pruitt. He just wanted us to turn up our knob, our sense of urgency knob, and go out and play the, the way that they coached us and the way that we can. 
and we went out the second half, and we did just that. Uh, you know, we, we took the field. Everybody was patient. We knew we didn't play our best in the first half. We just came out in the second half and played Marshall football and got the W. And, I, you know, I, our defense played lights out. You know, our offensive line did their job. Chad put us in great position. You know, uh, you know, I was able to have a few key runs, and Chad made some big throws. I, like I said, our defense came up big, and we got the job done. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, at the end of that game, a lot of the fans were surprised that we came from behind, and a lot of the nation that may have been watching it on ESPN and, and people that weren't familiar with our program, but nobody wearing green that day was surprised because that's the type of team we were. When we focused and got the job done, we didn't panic. We just went out and played Marshall football and, and, and got the W that night. Right. And uh, how did it feel for you personally to be a part of the resurgence of the Marshall football program? I mean, they were the winningest team in the 90s and 70s. Obviously, there was the crash. There was a lot of losing and everything else by like that. But uh, 20-some years later, you were able to be a part of the resurgence of that program. Uh, what does it mean for you to be a part of that? It, it, to me, it's special. Uh, it's it, it's something I'll take to the grave with me, it's a, and it's a life, lifelong bond that I have, not just with my teammates, but with the fans, uh, with that community, uh, and with that program. You know, to the day I die, I'll be a son of Marshall. And you know, since when I signed my my line on my name on the dotted line to accept the scholarship there, you know, I I took on the responsibility of carrying on the tradition that was there before me. You know, when Coach Donnan in the '92 squad. You know, won that national championship, and those that group of players when they left, they passed the torch to us. And so, uh, you know, just being able to be a part of that program's history, and to be able to say I was part of, a, of of teams that really put us on the map nationally to to make people really respect Marshall football, that's big to me. And you know, there's a movie We Are Marshall. You know, our 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 my teammates and. And, and, and alum from that school have gone on to do great things, not just the athletes. You know, a lot of the, the, the students there have gone on to do great things in medicine and in film and, 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 and also military service and so on and so forth, and, and also sport. So just to be able to say uh, I'm, I'm a son of Marshall, you know, and, and, and that story, that tragedy that happened in 1970 uh, is something that's always going to be a part of us. I carry that with me every day, and I'm, I'm very proud to be a son of Marshall and, and very like I said, blessed and just honored to have been a part of uh, that, that decade in the 90s to, to have that type of success. Yeah, for sure. And uh, fast forwarding now to the uh, current program, uh, 2019, uh, the herd was 8-4 and four this season. Uh, heading into the bowl game, we'll find out our bowl destination here in a few days. But um, you were there to see the uh, program take on Charlotte in the rain, and obviously it didn't come out the way we wanted to. But uh, what are your thoughts on what Coach Holiday has built at Marshall, and uh, just your thoughts on the program overall? You know, it's it's uh, it's, it's Marshall is a program that, that I tell you has got a lot of tradition. You know, Coach, when I got there, Coach Donnan was leaving. He had built the program up. Coach Pruitt took it to the next level. You know, Mark Snyder adopted it. And then, you know, Doc Holliday's, you know, had a, had a, I believe he's been there 10 seasons now. And, yep. you know, he's, he's had success there at the program. It's just people don't understand that the, the college football landscape has changed. You know, we went from the FCS level uh, to the Mid-American Conference, now to Conference USA. The competition has gotten better. Um, and, and, and through it all, I still believe that teams get geared up to play Marshall week in and week out, no matter what conference it is. 
team still want to beat Marshall, and we're going to get everybody's best shot. Was I disappointed we lost to Charlotte? Of course. But that's going to happen because there's going to be teams that come out, and that's their Super Bowl. You know, we played a desperate team in Charlotte, and they came out and they played like one, and they got the W that day. It's not a knock on our program. It's just, you know, that, that was their day. But at the same time, I feel like Doc and company are doing the right thing. They're getting fantastic players in there. Uh, you know, they, they've had to deal with, you know, players transferring or players leaving for the NFL early. You know, which can hurt a program. You know, it, it, it's a different ball game now than it was when I was there when, you know, most guys stayed for at least three or four seasons, uh, you know, or four years. That was the norm. You know, now guys are, are transferring out after a year or they're going, they're, you know, Chase Litton left and left a hole there at quarterback. So, you know, there's a, a lot a lot of the landscape of college football has changed since I played the game, and, and, and I feel like Doc Holliday and company are doing a fantastic job uh, with what they've got going on. You know, 8-4 this year, another winning season for him. We'll see what bowl game it is, but uh, – like I said, everybody gets geared up to play the herd, you know, no matter who they are, especially in conference. And so, you know, I, I'm very proud of the fight that our guys show week in and week out. And I'm very, very proud of what Coach Holiday and company have been able to do with the program. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the things that stands out about this year's team uh, is uh, running back Brendan Knox. Uh, he was a 1,000-yard rusher this year, has 11 TDs, had the game-winning touchdown uh, this past week against FIU, and he had the game-winning touchdown against FAU earlier in the year. What have you been able to see from Brendan and uh, just uh, how he's carried on that running back tradition at Marshall? Nah, man, he's a, he's a complete back. You know, he's got good size, excellent vision. Uh, I like how he has patience to the hole. He knows when to bounce the play. He knows when to put both hands on the ball, put his nose down, and just get two or three yards and live the fight another down. He can catch it, locks well. And what I was really impressed with, not just with him, but with, uh, you know, Marshall's coaching staff in that FIU game, now in overtime, but they just won it. In the games like that, you put the ball – in the, in the hands of your best player or player. And Brendan Knox was the best player in that game for us on offense. And in overtime, they gave him the ball and he got the job done. And so he's just a very impressive back. The uh, the moment is never too big for him. Uh, he, he seems to get better and stronger as the game goes on. You like to see that in a running back that he's he's finishing runs, running through defenders that are tired of tackling him and doesn't, um, you know, doesn't put the ball on the ground. So ball security is not an issue for him. But he's a very complete back and you look at the history of Marshall, we've had some very, very good running backs there. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, he'll be one of those guys. Number 20 will be one of those guys whose name will be remembered there in Huntington as one of the best to play that position. Absolutely. Doug Chapman, our guest here in the Running with the Herd podcast. Uh, Doug, thanks very much for joining us here today. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate your time. And Audio we look forward to talking Steve to you Cotton later Learfield, on. IMG College. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, go Herd. Thanks for listening to the Running with the Herd podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at RWithTheHerd and also at Herd Nation. Also like us on Facebook at Running with the Herd and at Marshall Thundering Herd at Herd Nation. Thanks again and go Herd.